Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Sallallahu ve barik alel eşrafil anbiya ve mürselin nebiyin Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve selleme teslimen kathira. Ama ba'd. Well this is uh, the final sitting that we're going to have in Allah Ta'ala in this uh, series of lectures. And here we will seek to cover some of the some of the questions and answers that are posed to Sheikh and Sheikh Rabia in relation to this topic of this hadith. And uh, the first question that we'll discuss is the question which states, Shaykhana al-Fadil Hadha Sa'il Yaqul Hadith Ma'awiyah Ibn Abi Sufyan Radilahu Anhu Man Yalidlillahu Bihi Khayra Yifakibu Fiddin Semitu Ba'da Ahlul Ilm Yaqul Wa Anna Man Lam Yalidlillahu Bihi Khayra La Yifakibu Fiddin and so the question states, this question states that in the hadith of Ma'awi bin Abu Sufyan, that whether Allah was good for, he gives an understanding of religion. I've heard some of Ahlul Ilm, some of the, the people of knowledge state that it is the case that whoever Allah does not want good for, he does not give him understanding in religion. Is this correct? Uh, I hope for an answer from you. Al-Jawab the answer, Naam. هذا مفهوم مفهوم مخالفة أن من لم يفكه الله في الدين فما أراد الله بخيرا ونص على هذا العلماء منهم حافظ ابن حجر ابن تيمية وغيرهما هذا الواضح يعني لا يعرف عقيدته لا يفقه عبادته أي خير فيه لكن إذا فقه عقيدة وتجنب أو تجنب الشرك ولو كان قليلا علم يعرف كيف يصلي وكيف يصوم وكيف يحج فهذا فيه خير إن شاء الله لكن هذا الذي يمكن أن يفهم من الحديث. So the Sheikh mentions I am related to this understanding of the hadith that this understanding is correct yes it's correct. I مفهوم المخالفة is known as مفهوم المخالفة so this terminology مخالفة, is that if a particular statement is made then obviously we understand, we understand the statement as it's been stated however that which opposes it is also understood as well so this is the case with this narration that whoever Allah wants good for then he gives him understanding of the deen likewise the مخالف of that that which opposes that is also understood i.e. the one that Allah does not want good for he does not give an understanding in deen. And so the Shaykh continues by mentioning, and as for the one that Nam does, that does not, that does, that Allah does not want good for, he does not give an understanding in the deen. And this is a statement, this is a, a position of some of the ulama that have mentioned this directly. From them was Hafid ibn Hajar, and Hafid ibn Hajar al Asqalani, and Ibn Taymiyyah, and other than them. They mentioned this statement directly. And this is clear. Yani they do not, a person does not know his Aqidah. And he does not have fiqh and understanding in ibadah, in worship. <coughs> then what khayr is within this individual? What khayr can be found within this individual? However, if the person has understanding of Aqidah, and they avoid and stay away from shirk, even if they possess a small amount of knowledge, however they know how to pray, they know how to fast and how to form hajj. 
then no doubt there's an individual that has good within them. Insha'Allah. And however, now, and so this is how this hadith can be understood. Next question. So, Shaykhana Hafizakumullah, Ta'alamtu ilman ala ahadu talabatul ilm, wa adkantuha. وعن الآن بين عمرين إن كتمت إن كتمته أخشى أن أكون من الذين يكتمون العلم وإن علمته للناس في المسجد أخشى أن أكون من الذين يعلمون الناس وهم لا يبلغوا درجة العلماء فما توجيهكم حفظكم الله the question flows to the sheikh the person says that I have learnt from, or I've learned and I've studied under some of the tulab al-ilm. And I have benefited and, and, and uh, become firm in this knowledge. And now I find myself between two affairs. If I withhold this knowledge, <coughs> then I fear that I will be from the individuals that are known to withhold knowledge. And if I teach the people in the masjid, then I fear that I'll be from those that are teaching the people and they have not reached the level of the ulama. So what is your tawjih and what is your directional advice in relation to this? And the answer. Al-jawab. Wallahi nahnu ma adqanna kayfa taqul adqantuhu wa anta sakhir. فهذه مرتبة كبيرة ولا تقول أدقنت أخشى أن أن يكون هذا من الغرور ما أحد يدعي الإدقان فقلت علمت شيئا وأريد أن أعلمه لمن يحتاج إلى هذا الهم تعلمت أصول الثلاثة فهمتها تماما تعلمت أصول الثلاثة فهمتها تماما علمها لغيرك وأخلص لي لله في هذا العلم تعلمت كتاب التوحيد تعلمت تعلمت عمدة الأحكام وفهمتها علم ما عندك في حدود علمك ولا تدخل في شيء فوق طاقتك وإذا لم تفهم سؤالا وجهها إليك فقل الله أعلم لا تقول على الله بغير علم لأن هذا عمل كبير قل إنما حرم الرب فواحش وما ظهر منها وما بطن والإثم وبغي بغير الحق أن تقول وأن تشتركوا بالله ما لم ينزل به سلطانا وأن تقولوا على الله ما لا تعلمون نعم so the shaykh begins his answer والله by Allah we do not say that we have become firm and we have established in this affair of knowledge. So how can you say that you have become firm and established in an affair of knowledge and you, whilst you are still young? This is a, a great level, a high and great level. And so do not say that I have become firm and established. I fear that this is from self-amazement. No one claims that they have reached this level of itqan and this, this, uh, this firm level. So you should say, I've learned something and I want to teach it to those that are in need of it 
they are in need of this knowledge. So if you've studied a surah of Faraza and you've understood it, and you've understood it completely, then teach it to other than yourself. And have a sincere intention in relation to this knowledge. Or you studied Kitab al-Tawheed, or you studied under Tahkam, and you've understood it, and you've understood them, then teach that which you have, or that which you learn from the Hudud, and within the, the boundaries of your knowledge. Do not enter into something which is over and above your ability. And if you do not understand the question, that is directed towards you, then state Allahu A'lam, I do not know, or Allah knows best. And do not stay and do not speak in relation to Allah without knowledge. Because this is a great and weighty affair. For indeed, Allah Ta'ala mentioned, say, indeed, my Lord has made haram those evil and lewd acts, that which is apparent from that which is hidden. And if affairs and actions which are haram and blameworthy without due right and let you associate partners with Allah in a manner that you have no authority in order, in order to do so and to state upon Allah that which you do not know. Likewise, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu mentions تنسبها إلى الله وإلى الرسول فتكون كذبا أو تكون كاذبا على الله وعلى رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم والسلام. فإذا كان عندك شيء من الخير وأرجو لو أنك تمر على شيخ يختبرك ويعطيك إجازة فيعطيك إذنا للتعليم مالك رحمه الله ما شرع في التدريس والفت والفتية إلا بعد أن شهد له سبعون عالما أنه يصلح لهذا فإذا كان لديك إذا كان لديك شهادة جامعية يمكن أن تنفعك إن شاء الله ما عندك شهادة فمن فمن نصحي لك أنك تعرض نفسك على بعض العلماء الأتقياء الموفوق بعلمهم ودينهم ونصحهم وإذا قال لك علم الكتاب فلاني وقد عرفته واقتربك فيه فوجدك جيدا أذن لك نعم and so the shaykh continued to mention it's not, so, it's not permissible for a person to speak without knowledge indeed this is lying upon the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and the statement that a person may state, and he says that the Messenger of Allah says it, however, this is lying. And this is from the greatest affairs that will occur. So a person could give 
a fatwa, give a verdict, and state that it's from himself, state what he, what he believes within himself. However, there's no asl for it, there's no origin within it, from the book nor the sunnah. And you ascribe it to Allah or to his messenger, then this is an action or this is a statement which is lying upon Allah and a lying upon his messenger, alayhi salatu and if you have something from Khair, then I hope, or it's hope that you will go to a chef. You sit with a chef who will test you and grant you a jaza and give you and give you the permission to teach. Malik rahimahullah, yani Imam Malik. He don't he did not begin to teach. Naam or give or Baka won't give him fatawa except after seventy from the from the ulama of seventy scholars bore witness to this affair of his knowledge. And how this is something which is more beneficial to him and brought a closer rectification. So if you have a certificate from the Jamia, from one of the from one of the universities then it's possible that this can benefit you as well, inshallah. And you can benefit from this uh, qualification. And so my advice for you is that you present yourself to one of the ulama that are known for their taqwa and that are trustworthy by way of their knowledge and their deen and their advice. And if it's said to you, and if they say to you, to teach so-and-so book and you know it and they taught and they have tested you within about that book and they found that you are good within it then this is permission for you to teach that Ana ja'ani wahid qal innahu yahfad ummuhata sitta wa ba'da dhalik ahsastu annahu yatlab minni taskiyah kut lahu la azakik hatta ونصحته فقال أنا أنصح أنصحب أتوب إلى الله فهذا الذي يقول أدقنته أنا أخاف عليه والله أنا ما أدقنته شاب عمري في العلم ولا أقول أدقنته نعم فدع مثل مثل هذه الدعوة بارك الله فيك أشافي يقول كلما ازددت علما كلما أرى نفسي أنني ازددت جهلا. أستشهد. He continues by mentioning. نعم. That someone came to me and they said they had they had memorized from the the Umahat six Umahat in the Kutub Sitt. And I noticed, or it came to my attention, that he was seeking from me a tazkiyah. 
without recommendation. And then the Sheikh mentions, I do not recommend anyone until I test them. And he mentions, as to one person may, uh, may take an ijazah from one of the Mashaykh or some of the Mashaykh. However, he's young and he's miskeen. And he goes and he writes Tazkiyat for others and he does that for others who are Atfal in reality or with children in reality. And he says, I gave this one and the Ijazah the permission and that one permission. And this one now is Mahadith Kabir. However, in reality, he does not have anything, he doesn't possess anything. So I called him and I advised him. And so he stated that I removed this and I seek and I made tawbah to Allah and he goes on to check on to mention as for the one that says that I have become firm in knowledge then I fear I fear for him by Allah I have not become firm in knowledge that I have reached a level of knowledge however I have not become firm in knowledge and I will not state that I have become firm in knowledge so leave alone Claims such as these, Barakallahu Feek. Shafi'i rahimahullah, he mentions every time I increased in knowledge, then each time I would see that I have, in, I would see myself increasing in ignorance. It qala al alim inni alim fa huwa jahil. And if an alim, if a person was to say that I am an alim, then indeed he is a jahil. He is someone who is ignorant. Now, then we have the Quran, the question here. Um, هذا سائل يقول شيخنا سلمكم الله نجد كثير من علوم الدين وعلوم العالم إن بعض من إن من انحرف عن منهج سلفي ولكن عندهم ملكة في تلك العلوم. فهل نحضر مجالسهم خاصة وأننا نجد فائدة منهم and so the question here says in the, referring to the sheikh directly to the sheikh we find many علوم many sciences in the deen and علوم العالة i.e. the science which are used to tools so for example علم الحديث science of hadith or the science of or, the, or sciences of fiqh and we find that these this knowledge on the sciences are with the individuals that have deviated away from the manhaj of Salafi. However, they have something from knowledge. So do we attend their governments specifically due to the fact that we find benefit with them? The Shaykh mentions Hada. الجواب هذا فيه تفصيل قل بين لنا ذلك السلف في مواقفهم الرشيد ورضوان الله عليهم كانوا في بدع الأمر وعندهم ظهور البدع ما كانوا يأخذون عن أهل البدع شيئا أبدا ويقولون سموا لنا رجالكم فإن كانوا من أهل السنة أخذ عنهم وإن كانوا من أهل البدع تركوهم لم يأخذوا عنهم 
ثُمَّ دَخَلَ النَّاسِ مِنْ أَهْلُ الْبِدَعِ عِنْدُهُمْ تَدَيُّنْ دَخَلُوا فِي الْعِلْمِ وَخَادُوا وَخَادُوا فِيهِ وَتَعَلَّمُوا وَتَوْغَلُوا وَتُوْغَلُوا فِي الْعِلْمِ حَفِظُوا الْحَلِيمُ وَحَفِظُوا الْقُرْآنُ وَتَفَكَّهُوا فِي الدِّينِ وَاشْتَرُوا بِالْعِلْمِ وَالْإِبَادَاتِ وَالْصِدْقِ واشتهروا عفوا بالعلم وعبادات وصدق والاخلاص لكن عندهم شبح لا يدعون اليها لا يدعو الى تلك البدعه ابدا لا من قريب ولا من بعيد فويحب اهل السنه فهذا صنف اخذوا منهم نعم so the sheikh in discussing this affair of taking knowledge from these individuals that have deviated and I may, I may He mentions that there's detail to this. And so the Salaf, they have made clear their position in relation to this. Now may Allah be pleased with them. That in the beginning of the affair, when Bidah innovation started to become clear and widespread, then they would not take from the people of innovation, take anything from the people of innovation. Rather, they would say, name your men, name for us your men. And if they were from Ahlul Sunnah, then they would take from them. And if they were from Ahlul Bid'ah, then they would leave them off. And they would not take from them. Then the people came from Ahlul Bid'ah. And with them, they had today, They had the affair of deen, of, of, of adhering to deen. And they immersed themselves in that. And they immersed from hadith. And they immersed Quran. And they have the understanding of deen. And they were known for their knowledge and their ibadah and their truthfulness and their ikhlas. However, they had a doubt. They did not call to, they did not call to this doubt, to these doubts. They did not call to that bidah at all. Whether it be from to those that were close to them or those that are far from them. And they loved Ahlul Sunnah. So then this type of person that they would take from also. Well al aqs Malyata'alam Al Ilm the Yansar al Batil Yastain Bihi Allah Nashid Bidatu. And then you have those that are upon the opposite. That they now they were individuals that studied knowledge or, or sought knowledge in order to aid their bottom, to aid their falsehood. And aid the spread of their falsehood and, and aid the spread of their bid'ah, their innovation. And no doubt these are the individuals that are warned against and knowledge is not taken from them. Adrib lakum mithalam. Su'ila Abdullah ibn Mubarak radiallahu anhu wa rahimah. Qalu, ma baalakum ta'khudur al-ilm an hisham al-dastawi. 
وسعيد يعني سعيد ابن أبي عروبة وتتركون العمر ابن عبيد كلهم قدرية عمر ابن عبيد قدري وسعيد ابن أبي عروبة قد من علماء الحديث لكن كان عنده شيء من قدر وهشام دستوائي كذلك قالوا ما بالكم تأخذون عن سعيد وهشام ولا تأخذون عن عمر قال لأنهما سكتا وهو يدعو هم ما يدعون إلى بدعتهم الناس آمنوا آمنون من شرهم إذا ضمنت أنه ما يوصل لك الشر شره فهذا خذ منه إنسان يدعون إلى بدعته لا تأخذ منه أبدا ولو بقيت جاهلا لا تأخذ منه لأنك أن تبقى على على فطرتك ولا 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 علم قليلا عندك خير لك من أن تد من أن تدل فذا فالذي يعلمك إن كان يدعو إلى إلى بدعته يدس السم في العصر فابتعد فابتعد عن هذا الصم لا يحلك هذا ما أجيب به على هذا السؤال وهي قاعدة طيبة So the Sheikh here, he mentions an example. The Sheikh mentions here an example. And so Abdullah ibn Mubarak, was asked, why do you take the knowledge of ilm from Hisham, Dastawai, and Sa'id, يعني مين سعيد ابن عربة واش يليف أوف عمر ابن عبيد أز أولا دما قدرية أولا ما فهم دا قدرية عمر ابن عبيد أزو هي أنسز أولا فهم دا قدرية عمر ابن عبيد إذا قدري وسعيد ابن أبي عربة من علماء الحديث however he had something from him from قدر الحشام الدستوائي likewise and so they said why is it that you take from سعيد الحشام while she do not take from عمر and he stated because they these two يعني سعيد الحشام these two remain silent and they do not call I call to their bidder they do not call to their innovation and so their people are secure and safe from their evil and so if you are convinced that their evil not reach them then take from them And so, in some mankind, 
They call to their bid'ah. If a person calls for his innovation, then not, do not take from him ever. And even if you remain jahil, even if you remain jahil, do not take from him. Because you remain upon the fitrah, your fitrah. Even if your ilm is small, even if your ilm, that which you possess in knowledge is small or few in amount, is better than you going astray. And that's what the one that teaches you, if he calls his bid'ah, then he may plant within you his poison. Plant the poison within the honey. So, stay away and distance yourself away from this poison, so that you may not be destroyed. And this is what I can answer upon this question. And this is a principle in relation to this. Now, And we mentioned the, the question here as well. How the side the call the call of the Gansadeen, Himala in the Hadu and Madin, Fandula and Matahodinakum, Halma Nahu and Hula, you Hadal El Minman Hua, Masturum, Halaku. Now, and so the, this is the question in relation to the Athar, the one on Athar of Muhammad Ibn Sirin. Which he mentions in the Hadith al Madin, Fandru and Manta Khoduna Dinakum. Indeed, this knowledge is the religion, so look to, who you, to whom you take the religion from. The meaning of this, and that he's asking, is the meaning of this that you do not take knowledge from those that who you do not know their condition, i.e., their condition is unknown. Al Jawab al Mastur fil Riwaya, Yustanas be, Yustanas be Hadithi. ما يؤتمد عليه لا يحتج به لأن الحديث أو علم لا بد من تلقيه من شروط أن يكون من تأخذ عنه عدلا ضابطا وإذا كان الإسناد لا بد أن يكون متصلا وأن يكون سليما من الشذوذ وإلا فاشترط العلماء الأدالة والضبط وهذا لا يحصل إلا لمشهورين بالعلم now, so the Shaykh begins by mentioning that this is a fair in Riwaya in relation to narrations. Then, this is a, an affair which, which is built upon knowing who the narrators are and taking their statements, taking their statements in terms of. Accept their statements as the hadith and ilm, hadith and ilm is a must that there is, or there are conditions. And these conditions that is that you take this knowledge and information from the one that's upright in his religion and precise. And this is the case within the Isnad, that the Isnad, the chain of narration has to be connected from those that are upright and precise, Naam, individuals. And that the, the narration, 
does not have any shuluv, it doesn't oppose another generation which is stronger than it, nor it has any hidden defects. And so the ulama placed these conditions, the conditions of adala, uprightness, and precision. And this does not occur except with those who are well known naam, for their knowledge and their spread of knowledge. And it cannot be amongst those who are unknown. يقول هذا دليلا على أنه قد ضبط ما بلغ ما بلغك من من الحديث ويحتج به فينتقل من درجة الضعيف إلى درجة الحسن لغيره وهو من الأحاديث التي يحتج بها. This has been discussed as well previously. So, however, if you find now something that you can rely upon, a narration which is correct, you can rely upon. And then you you find the same narration from the one whose condition is not really known or is unknown. Now, and it, both these narrations are the same. They agree with one another. Then you can use this as a narration to strengthen the other. Likewise, if you have a hadith which is mursal, Hadith Mursal meaning what if one? The Tabi'i, the race from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, meaning that it's a break in the chain. So you have a break in the chain where Tabi'i, the race from the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. However, you have a narration like this, then you have another narration which is sound. Then we know that we can accept this one. So if we have the narration by itself, and Mursal, where there's a break in the chain, then we say this narration is what? Sahih Hassan Da'if. Da'if. However, if you have now another narration that strengthens it, then it will reach the level and is now known as a hadith which is Hassan. Now Hassan did that. Likewise, if you have a narration of an individual who has Su'al Hif, has bad memory, Naam. However, another narration comes that strengthens it, and another narration that, that, that is the same as it. Then this narration is then accepted. Because this is, a, this is the indication that the one who is, was unknown, or the breakage in the chain, or the one who had bad memory, that they were actually, they actually had dhabt, they actually had precision in relation to this particular hadith. Why? Because there's another hadith that will come and strengthen it and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best and this is in relation to the affair of Dabt al-Hadith this is in relation to the affair of precision 
in the narration. So if a person fears that there's no precision in the narration, and it's and this is something which is justified, if the person's had, if the condition of the individual is unknown, then bring another narration. If there is another narration that can strengthen it, then this is done, and this is accepted, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows best. And this is where I will conclude. If Wa sallallahu wa barik ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam.